money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, and training. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, hey everybody, Shanoa Grove here from Texas RIAs, Texas's largest association of real estate investor groups. So I want to welcome you guys again, welcome you guys. I know we have many people watching on many different channels, so just want to say a big welcome as we're getting our uh, broadcast set up to reach and uh, talk to each and every one of you. So uh, again, want to just welcome you guys as you're joining us. We've got a great presentation uh, ready for you guys today. So excited to be able to give it to you. Wow, these last few weeks have been incredibly difficult, also incredibly exciting. And there are some new things that are coming, some new things on the way. So again, guys, hello, 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 and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Association. I know some of you guys are watching us via GoToWebinar. Others are watching via Facebook Live. We're on Twitch. We're on our Texas RIA's YouTube channel, Instagram, etc. So no matter how you're watching. Uh, we're excited to be able to have you guys with us today and excited to be able to share with you the real estate investing and market update uh, that we've got for you today. So every week, uh, twice a week, I do a market update just to show you where we are right now. And I uh, love to be able to share that with you. For me, I've been investing since 2003. I'm very much a student of the market even today. And I uh, love uh, what I do in terms of sharing this information, digging into the details and creating some nice infographics, if you will. So they're quick and easy to understand and you guys can use them in your own business as you are investing in real estate or as you are considering investing in real estate. Uh, here at Texas RIAs, we're happy to be able to help you along that way. We also do a training presentation every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So excited that you're able to join us for that training presentation as well. So we combine the market update with the training what to do now so that you guys have a great plan as you are trying to decide what you are going to do as a real estate investor based on where we are in this market right now. So again, want to welcome, welcome, welcome all of you guys to Texas RIAs, Texas's largest association of real estate investor associations. We have meetings in Austin, Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio and associations and all of those places as well. And I know we are only in March, but we We've got a little bit of a special announcement that we're very excited about making, and that is we expect in June we're going to be live and in person again, right? So uh, recently the governor made some very uh, maybe uh, exciting and maybe controversial announcements, depending on how you want to look at it, but it looks like we're going to be able to meet live again soon. So that means you'll get to network with the hundreds and hundreds of investors that come to each one of the meetings. We're going to be excited to see all of you guys. Uh, many of you guys I haven't seen in almost a year. My goodness. Uh, so excited to be back. Excited to be sharing more knowledge, more information with you guys. And I'll share a little bit about how I got started in investing back in 2003. And actually, I'm going to go way back further in the time machine even beyond that because I'm actually a fourth generation real estate investor. My great-grandparents invested 
invested, my grandparents invested, my parents still own over 12 doors to this day. So some people would say that real estate is a little bit in my blood and I love uh, that it is. I love that I've got so much experience, tribal knowledge, uh, both from family members and from other active, local, successful real estate investors to be able to share with you guys. So I'll tell you that I didn't automatically start investing in real estate after I finished high school. I went to college at UT and I was I was convinced that the way at that time, just because how I was socialized outside of my family, uh, that the way to make money is to work in corporate America. So for me personally, I went off and I got my MBA at Rice University and that started me on a career in corporate America where I got to work for several large companies, uh, specifically in the Houston area, and uh, really got to kind of get a feel for uh, working in corporate America, moved back to my hometown, which is Austin, Texas, and got to work at another large uh, corporate company there. And at one point, I realized that, uh, gosh, the folks in my family were definitely surpassing me in terms of both the income that they were creating, as well as the wealth that they were creating just by doing real estate investing. And at that same time, my husband, who you'll get to meet a little bit later on today, um, he was interested in real estate investing as well. So in 2003, we did our first deal. And it was both exciting and terrifying at the same time. Luckily, I had the help of a few friends because like I said, I've got a history in terms of real estate investing. So I was able to leverage the real estate investing experience of my family members. And the other thing I did is exactly what you guys are doing right now, which is Texas, let's see, Texas Rias, right? Texas Rias. So we joined our local real estate investing association as we got started. And it was there that we found that new group of ethical, educated, uh, local real estate investors with boots on the ground that could connect us with the right attorneys, could connect us with the right CPAs, could connect us with the right contractors, contracts, and uh, everything really in between. So uh, in that association, there was money to fund all of our deals. There were buyers for all of our deals for the ones that we wanted to wholesale and make some quick cash from. And it was a new network with which we could really uh, get involved with and be part of and socialize together and network together. And they say, and it's a very cliche saying, I know that, but it is that your net worth is a function of your net work. So for us, uh, we wanted to try out that saying. And what we found is that in real estate, never is a cliched saying so true as that. So what I love about being part of the local investor association is that it helped me. It gave me that hand up that I was not getting uh, watching YouTube University, that I was not getting uh, listening to uh, pitch man from out of state come into Texas and tell me how to invest and knowing that they didn't know really all of the laws, all of the customs. So here in Texas, as part of Texas RIAs, we say we are Texans investing in Texas using strategies that actually work in Texas. And uh, man, we love what we do. We get to train other real estate investors. And as we train other real estate investors, we get multiple benefits. So number one, we get to pay back uh, what this great real estate investor association uh, gave to us when we first started investing. And number two, we get to do deals with the members of the association. So that includes buying deals from members, that includes partnering on deals, that includes funding deals uh, for our members. So it's a great opportunity for us to both create community and really ultimately grow together, which is 
a fantastic place to be for a real estate investor, especially guys as you're just getting started. And I know a lot of you guys are just getting started, so love to help you on your journey just in the exact same way that this, uh, what started out as this local real estate investor association helped me on my journey. So when I first joined the local investor association, it was just a small meeting of about 20 to 40 individuals, uh, just meeting at a restaurant in town. And I eventually took over that association uh, that was meeting at that time in Austin and rebranded it Texas RIAs and then started an association in all of the major markets in Texas, Austin, Houston, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, and San Antonio. Uh, Why? Because, hey, I live here, I invest here, and I invest all over the state. So happy to share a lot of that tribal knowledge with you guys as you're just getting started if you are in a spot where you're just getting started, but also happy to help tweak those dials, make those little improvements just here and there to help you be a better real estate investor and ultimately help you scale that business. So that's one of the great things that we love about what we do in terms of being real estate investors, that we get to help other investors and hey, we get helped right along the way as we partner, as we fund, as we buy deals uh, from the other investors of the association. So that's the thing that even after, uh, gosh, almost 18 years keeps us coming back, keeps us coming back and has me more enlivened than ever to be part of this association and to network and connect with the members and to share resources. So uh, very happy to be here, very proud to be here. This is part of my purpose in life. And I can tell you uh, that we meet every Tuesday and Thursday, and usually we're in a different location, meaning we're in either Austin, Houston, Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, or San Antonio. So we get to network with you kind of one-on-one in your location. We also have investors all throughout the state, uh, so both going east and also going south and even going a little bit further west than where we are. So we have investors all over the state. So if you're joining us and you're not in one of the major markets, don't worry, we got you. We have connections. We have resources, we have the contacts, contracts, and contractors that you need in each of those markets. And we're always excited to share that with new people as they're getting going. Uh, For me, when I look at uh, my history as a real estate investor, I know that I would not be where I am today without the love and support and kindness and generosity and compassion uh, of the other investors that are part of this group. And what is so cool about this group is many of the original members that I met back in 2003 are still members and I get to still talk to them to this day. So that's an added benefit of having that community and having that space to be able to bounce ideas off of and share ideas as we are investing. Why? Because the market is always changing, right? You think you think you know everything and what you find is that curve is a little asymptotic, right? So you never get to the end of that curve. You're always learning. And for me, even almost two decades later, I consider myself still a student of the market. And that's one of the things I believe that has kept me stay sharp, that has kept me stay, uh, given me the ability to both survive and thrive no matter what the market gives us. So again, hey, Hey everybody, welcome to Texas Rias. Our real estate investing market update is happening now. And then we've got some training as soon as I get done with the market update. So excited to be able to share that with you. Now, what I want to tell you guys is, oh my gosh, it's unbelievable to say this in the middle of a completely disrupted world and a disrupted Texas. 
that this is the best market by far that we have ever seen, ever. Uh, and that's even beyond uh, 2003, even investing before then. So, and, and what I love about this and what's kind of exciting about this is the fact that it's the best market is 100% a result of the disruption. Why do I say it's 100% a result of the disruption? Well, if it weren't for this big disruption that we are all living through, right? We wouldn't have this, what I call an upside down market where uh, now we have people who are trying to refinance and stay in their homes with these incredibly low interest rates. Now we have people who are moving to Texas, right? Elon, when, when Elon Musk, you know, calls and says, I'm moving to Texas, right? People listen. So what have we seen over the past even few months since Elon Musk made that announcement that he's officially a Texan? We've seen people move here like crazy. And what has that done to the values here in our Texas market? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, in fact, I'll show you what that looks like so you can really understand how you can profit from the changes in the market and you can profit from this upside down market as well. Now, obviously we're in a very fluid situation. Uh, who but our governor just made an announcement recently about the fact that we don't need masks anymore. I don't know about you guys, but I'm still walking around fully masked. Uh, but uh, this is a very fluid situation situation, very dynamic. But as businesses start to open back up full time, we are going to see some more changes and some more disruptions in the market. But here's what I can promise you. Opportunities arise from disruptions. Opportunities arise from disruptions. When you think of a disruption, don't think of a, oh, poor pitiful me. Think of, wow, what opportunity can I get here? How many of you guys are familiar with Jocko Willink, right? Retired Navy SEAL. What did Jocko Willink say uh, when he was presented with some type of an obstacle? He always said the same thing, which was good. Good. It gives us an opportunity to sharpen our skills. Good. It gives us an opportunity to go back to the drawing board. Good. It gives us an opportunity to look for other marketing uh, opportunities. Good. It gives us a whole new group of people to sell to at above full price. So this is an unusual situation. You need to all look for the good in it. And I will tell you, and I think uh, this is a, a Churchill quote. He said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, I can tell you for me and my business, I have not let this crisis go to waste one bit. Of course, I had to stay home for a week and just stock up on supplies just like everybody else, but I never stopped investing. I never stopped moving forward. While a lot of investors were staying on the sidelines, not us. We continued uh, with our purpose, right? To uh, buy and sell houses, to help real estate investors, uh, to create uh, new houses for people to live in and just make uh, the community just that much better just doing what we do as real estate investors. So this is a crisis. This is a disruption. This is ultimately an opportunity. And uh, the obstacle is the way as the local author, uh, bestselling author, uh, Ryan Holiday says, so the obstacle has allowed us to do things and develop differently, have allowed us to pivot our business. So we'll share with you all of the different pivots that we've made uh, since uh, last year. Uh, we'll share with you what all of those were so you guys can either pivot in your business or as you're getting started, you're starting out on the right foot. Again, based on where we are right now today. Uh, so the opportunities, uh, the knowledge that we're going to share with you guys over the course of this next hour and a half or more that we're all together, uh, guess what guys, those are going to be deeply rooted in where we are in the market today. 
Now, to be clear, though, uh, a lot of people hop on and say, you know, hey, it's your job to, you know, show me how to make money. Yes, it's my job to show you how to make money. And I'm going to show you how to make money as a real estate investor. But my job zero or kind of what I call my number one job is to make sure you don't lose any money. So how do we make sure you don't lose any money? Well, we've got some extra uh, special tips and training for you guys as you're just either getting started or as you're tweaking the dials. Or as you're just kind of saying and kind of investigating and, and, and trying to decide if this is something that you want to do. So we're going to share with you all of that tribal knowledge that we've built up over almost two decades of experience. And we have a whole presentation of why investors fail and the top mistakes for real estate investors. Now, I don't want to start off on anything negative at all, but I do want to make sure that you know that while it's easy to make money as a real estate investor, it's also easy to lose money as a real estate investor. And we got to make dang sure that you don't end up on the losing end. So you guys are at the right place. You guys are at the right time, part of the Real Estate Investor Association. And we're happy and excited to be able to share our knowledge and our information with you guys as we go through. So I want to go ahead and uh, let you know again. So since we're live on GoToWebinar, we're live on Facebook. On those uh, channels, we'll be able to take your uh, we'll be able to take your questions on GoToWebinar and Facebook Live. We may not be able to take them on our Instagram Live. We may not be able to take them uh, directly on our YouTube channel or on our um, our podcast. Uh, but if you guys are joining us right now on GoToWebinar Facebook Live, I've got some of my friends and associates, members of the association, who are here to help answer your questions and uh, invite you to join us as part of the Real Estate Investor Association. So every week uh, we do a tip of the week. So I've got my latest tip of the week teed up for you guys to share with you all. And every week we make a special offer to the members of the association. And that is, uh, allow us to build your personal blueprint. Allow us to build your personal blueprint as a real estate investor. How would you do that? Well, you can get, uh, that set up for you at Texas starter kit.com Texas starter kit.com. Uh, what we do when we uh, help you build your business blueprint is we ask you a couple questions. We want to figure out where you are today and ultimately where you want to go and grow in the future. So we'll ask you a couple of questions just to figure that out. And because we've been investing for almost two decades, we've got a lot of experience helping new investors build their personalized business plan. Now, why do we do that? Well, it's kind of pretty easy. Uh, every time we do a presentation, every time we do it uh, either live, online or live in person, someone is always in the audience who brings us a new deal, who brings us a new opportunity, who brings us money for lending, who wants to borrow money from us. All of those things add up to being part of building a successful business. So excited to be able to do that for you. And I'll share with you a little bit more as we go through as well. But I want to go ahead and start sharing some of the tips. So We've got several tips that we've already gone through. In fact, I got a little bit of a typo here, so I hope you guys will forgive me. Because uh, last week we actually talked about following up on returned mail. So if you want to see that, no worries. Just hop back about a week and you'll be able to see that presentation as well. Uh, so today what we're going to do is different ways to stop a foreclosure. Uh, so uh, some of you guys might not be aware, but foreclosures are one of the top ways for us as real estate investors to very quickly buy and sell properties at a discount. Now everyone knows that we're extended in the moratorium. No, way, no worries, right? What does Jocko Will Link says? He says the obstacle is the way. Don't worry, guys. There are plenty of people who need to sell their houses that are not on the foreclosure list 
So as we go through the presentation, as we go through a lot of the detail on the training, we'll share with you exactly what some of those other marketing strategies are so that you can understand how to use them in your business. But there are still properties that are going to foreclosure. And here's a little bit of tribal knowledge that not very many people know. So a lot of the government-backed loans are those loans that are being stopped and not going to foreclosure right now. But the truth is that a few of them are. I'm curious, and I want to see if you guys can type them in the the comments uh, and either go to webinar or type them in the comments and Facebook Live. Why are some of the properties that are government-backed loans, why are they still going to foreclosure? Ah, I'll tell you if you don't already have it or if you haven't already typed it in, it is if they are vacant. So there is a little asterisk, right? There's an asterisk everywhere, just part of life, right? There's a little asterisk that if you have abandoned your property, meaning if you have moved out of your property, guess what the government now has the ability to do? That's right. They can foreclose on you even if you have a government-backed loan. So uh, look for those opportunities. How do you know you have one of those opportunities? Well, one of the things uh, that we've talked about in some of the past uh, market updates. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. We're going to talk about it in some of the future uh, upcoming market updates is uh, some of the different strategies that we use when it comes to direct mail. And right now, if you get, if you're doing direct mail, just curious how many of you guys are doing direct mail. I'd love to know that. Uh, So if you're doing direct mail and if you get um, your mail returned, uh, and actually I did follow up. This was the topic last week. If you get it returned, know that those are some of the best leads that you have because those are the ones that have already uh, opted themselves out of the objection to selling their house, which is typically, I don't want to leave, right? I'm not ready to move. I've got this taken care of. Don't worry about it. So once that objection is overcome, now you can follow up with those people who are direct, you are doing direct mail to who the mail was returned to get with them and find out, Hey, would you like to sell your house? And if they say I'm protected via the moratorium, you can drop some knowledge on them, courtesy of the Texas Rias and let them know that if they've moved out of their house, then their bank, whether or not it's government backed alone or not has the ability to foreclose. So let's do a little deep dive into the different ways to uh, stop a foreclosure. This is one of my favorite topics because I've stopped so many foreclosures over the last almost two decades of investing in real estate. Uh, number one, believe it or not, this works. Call and beg. What? Yes. Now, to be clear, calling and begging to stop a foreclosure, that works on the first time, but it does not work on the 21st time or the 121st time. So I want to tell you guys, if it's a brand new house, first time it's on the foreclosure list, sometimes calling and begging actually works. Uh, You can also send, uh, so that's one strategy. Strategy number two is you can also send a contract that has a close date after the foreclosure auction. Just let them know that you're still working through some title issues. Sometimes they'll delay it for that. Uh, Third strategy is to ask for a partial payment in lieu of the foreclosure or to stop the foreclosure. That one rarely works, but occasionally it does, right? Because the bank's taking some risk as they take a property to auction. Uh, Number uh, four is to start 
a short sale, right? And some of you guys may say, oh, I don't want to do a short sale. Short sales are, yes, I know I've done a lot of short sales, right? So I've started investing during the, you know, prime time of short sales. I went through the last market cycle, which was the second prime time of short sales. I know that they can be a pain in the butt, but what I'll tell you, and this is another little piece of tribal knowledge, another little tip for you, is sometimes I might suggest to some of the members of the RIA or some of my business partners, hey, let's start a short sale. And some of them may say, well, this property has equity, why would I need to start a short sale? And it's like, well, you know there's equity. I know there's equity. The seller may or may not know there's equity, but guess who doesn't know? The bank. So sometimes they'll put a brief hold, meaning a one-month stay here in Texas, while they evaluate what they are willing to take in order to stop that foreclosure. So and gosh, is it worth asking? 100% yes. Now, another strategy, I think I'm on strategy four or five now, another strategy is to start a loan mod. Now, to be clear, you can either start a short sale or start a loan mod. You can't do both of them at the same time. Why is that? Because loan mod, you're telling the bank, hey, I got everything figured out, got my life back on track. I can make the payments going forward. I just can't make all of this arrears in terms of payments behind me. Uh, with a short sale, you're saying, hey, my life's not back on track and I can't make any of these other payments in arrears, so you're gonna have to take a discount. So you either do one or you do the other. So those are some typical ways that we're able to uh, stop or not, I don't want to say stop as I want to use the terminology, right? I want to say just slow down a foreclosure process, meaning let it push out another month or maybe more. Now, the, those are the free things that you can do. Uh, and then another one uh, is I think the sixth free thing that you can do because the last two, seven and eight are paid things you can do, but the sixth thing you can do, and sometimes this works, but you can call and threaten the bank. Now you got to know the exactly what to say as a real estate investor to be able to pull that one off. And we'll be sharing that with you as we do some more training with you. We're going to give you some opportunity to uh, get some additional training with us. And we'll go through that on the next couple of slides as well. So excited to be able to share that training with you so that you can know how to stop a foreclosure, use the exact words with the bank to get them to back off. Now, again, it usually works the first, second, third time, but not the 121st time. So uh, not always, but, but those are the six strategies that we use when we're trying to stop a foreclosure and we're not trying to output any money or have the seller output any money. Now, the two ways to stop a foreclosure when it comes to outputting money, number one is a TRO, something called a temporary restraining order. Temporary. Think about a girlfriend or a boyfriend gone bad who's visiting your house at two o'clock in the morning. You don't want them to anymore, right? So you're doing a restraining order so that they don't bother you anymore, so that they stay away from you uh, uh, going forward. They, in the With a bank, it's kind of the same way. You're doing a restraining order to have them stop bothering you so that they go away and it doesn't last forever. Typically, a TRO only lasts about um, uh, 30 days, occasionally 60 days. Uh, so let me take a quick sip. And then the final, uh, final way for you to be able to stop a foreclosure is to help them declare bankruptcy. Now they can hire an attorney to declare bankruptcy. They can even declare bankruptcy on their own. All of those forms are out there. Now, if you are not an attorney, you cannot guide them through this process, right? You can't fill out the form for them, but you can let them know that, you know, Hey, there are different options. Let's go and visit the site together. And maybe let's talk about some things that you can do. 
If you're hiring, if you're doing a TRO, typical charge is anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000. If you're doing a bankruptcy, typical charge is anywhere from $1,000 to $3,000. Now, there is also a court fee that's associated with that, and some uh, uh, attorneys will include it, some won't, so you need to figure out what that was, what that is. And then if you're doing it on your own or if your seller's doing it on their own, just know that there's a nominal court fee, so you know under $350. So that's an option too. So those are the eight ways that we like to, um, those eight strategies that we like to use when we're stopping a property from going to auction, specifically one that we want to buy, right? So guys, also want to tell you about uh, some of the cool things that we have coming up. Uh, so I'll tell you that we have a live training workshop. So how many of you guys have liked some of the tips that we've given you so far, right? I gave you eight ways to stop a foreclosure. Six of them are free. And I gave you a couple of tips even uh, reviewing on return mail. Love to give you even more tips, more knowledge. We've got a live workshop. So we know that it's hard to get all of the real estate investing knowledge that you need over about a two hour period with us here on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So what we've done is we've designed a three day workshop, three day workshop. And we have one coming up uh, very soon. So March 19th, March 20th, and March 21st. And because the obstacle is the way we're doing it live and online. So you guys get to watch it from the comfort of your home. And we get to present it uh, also from the comfort of our home or in our case, a little bit of a home studio that we've got back here. So uh, we'll go through different strategies that we use to make money. We'll go through different marketing campaigns that we use to find motivated sellers, off-market deals, not MLS deals. Even though, listen guys, I'm a licensed realtor and broker in the great state of Texas, license number 0518223. There aren't any deals right now on the market. In fact, specifically in the Austin market, properties are selling at over 101% of what they are listed for. That's a phenomenon you've never seen but we're seeing it right now. So you need to get ahead of it getting on the market. We'll teach you exactly how to do that so you can actually make some money on your deals. We'll also talk about what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor, the closing scripts. We'll introduce you with some of the, to some of the other members of the, of the Real Estate Investor Association who partner with new investors. We'll introduce you to people who also fund deals for new investors. So you got all your funding, all of your money in the bag, all your deals in the bag as being part of this association. It's like Prego. It's in there and it's beautiful. And that's why people love to join this association. Uh, we're doing it again, live and online, March 19, 20, and 21. And for a limited time only, yeah, that's right. Those are flames. You saw that. Uh, we're doing it for free. Uh, but I will tell you, we're about to be live and in person in June. So pretty soon that free uh, flame thing is going to completely go away. And we're going to go back to charging. Why do we have to charge when we go back to live? Well, you can see some of the pictures uh, that are under the Zoom camera of when we are live. And then we have hundreds and hundreds of investors crowded into a, a ball, not crowded into, but uh, in a ballroom, right? And these uh, hotels are nice and fancy. These ballrooms are, are glitzy and, and it costs money to do that. So we pass that right on to you. Right now, since we're live and online, we're going to pass the savings right on to you. So you get to take advantage of, again, that obstacle being the way. Love to have you. 
Again, make sure you got it in your calendar, March 19th, uh, March 20th, and March 21st. So want to just let you guys know as we start with the market update, the sky is not falling, especially when it comes to real estate and especially when it comes to real estate in Texas. It's very much been a V-shaped recovery for the single family homes. We did have the first uh, couple of months of March and April where we were, and, and May, where we were effectively shut down. Our sales were flat in March uh, or just slightly up. They were down in April, down in May, but they started to go up at a huge pace starting June, July, and all the way through uh, uh, January and even February. So the early February numbers are in. And they're also up and they look very strong. So I'm excited to be able to share that with you so you know exactly what the opportunities are to invest in Texas right now. And I want to do a quick review of what's different about this market cycle than what we saw in 2008. So in 2021, we have an inventory shortage. We have a less than two month supply of inventory. What does that even mean, less than two month supply of inventory? Well, when the market, the market equilibrium is about six to six months of inventory. And basically what that tells you is if you stopped listing houses today, if you stopped listing houses today, and exactly in a market equilibrium standpoint, we would be out of homes for sale in about six to six and a half months. And the market that we're in right now, if we stopped listing houses today, Today, throughout Texas, uh, we would be out of inventory, and it's not just less than one, less than two months. It's actually less than 1.6 months, and in some markets, it's even shorter than that. Uh, so, if you go back, for example, and look in 2008. We had an oversupply of inventory. We had a nine month supply of inventory. And they say anything less than six months of inventory, seller's market. Anything more than six months of inventory, buyer's market. So in 2008, we were very much in a buyer's market, uh, which means prices started to come down versus a seller's market, as we've seen. And I'll show you guys in the next few slides, prices are going up substantially. Uh, right now, sellers are not selling. They're removing listings. Why is that? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm working from home right now. And if I, and, and my son is home doing remote school. My husband is home doing work at home. And we've got, you know, the dog running around and the house is, looks pretty lived in, right? So, so when you have a realtor that comes up and says, hey, I'm right outside your front door. I'd love to come in and show my buyers. Well, the house isn't quite ready. We're not quite ready. We, I can't leave because I'm in a meeting. My son's doing remote school and might have a quiz or a test or an exam. My husband's in a meeting that got to take, it's too much, right? So that's one reason. Another reason is some people have pre-existing conditions and they don't know where the buyer or buyers have been. They don't know where the buyer's agent has been and they don't want to scour the house every time someone comes in and out. So a lot of people have taken their their properties off the market. The other thing that we're seeing is because interest rates are so incredibly low, even though they kind of fluctuate uh, recently, they're so incredibly low. Uh, people are refinancing and people are doing those, you know, I don't know about you guys, but over the past year, my home has become my sanctuary. I love it more now than I ever did. Uh, and uh, gosh, uh, and, and I'm a real estate investor. It's like, I want to be selling, you know, it now, but man, I've just fallen more in love with it now than ever. We have a little pond on the property and some, and some beehives. So I get to visit my pond and my beehives and do my meditation, gratitude practice and breath work at the pond. It's a beautiful thing. So what are other people doing right now? Gosh, they're making their houses their sanctuary, right? Uh, they're, they're doing home improvement projects. So in many cases, that's one of 
the reasons why sellers are not selling. And uh, right, right now, but in 2008, sellers flooded the market. They were adding listings. Why is that? Well, because in many cases they had adjustable rate mortgages or they had balloon mortgages and or adjustable rate and balloon mortgages, right? So they had to very quickly get rid of their houses. So buyers in 2008 were not really buying. Why were, were buyers not buying? Well, because banks were not doing their jobs. What's a bank job? Well, it's to lend right? They're the ones that put the glue in between the buyer and the seller, right? If there's no glue in between the buyer and the seller, like there wasn't because banks weren't doing their job in 2008, you're going to see, uh, you're going to see buyers not buying. You're going to see banks not lending. You're going to see, uh, sellers not being able to sell and continuing to flood the market because they had not great loan products. And also back in 2008, interest rates were 6% versus today, they're 3% and even in some cases below 3%, right? So right now in 2021, yay, uh, in the middle of this disruption, banks are doing their jobs, they're lending. Uh, but because we have such a shortage of homes for sale right now, because so many people are moving to Texas and so many sellers are not necessarily super interested in selling, we're seeing prices go up, 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 which has been a beautiful thing. I'm going to demonstrate that in the next couple of slides versus in 2008, we saw prices flat to a little bit down, right? So we had to work through that and it's just part of investing in different market cycles. So part of my job is not just to teach you how to invest today, right? I just want to show you how to make money today. Part of my job is to keep you a little bit like me, which is I consider myself unemployable. I'm never going to go back to work for anyone that feels so good to say, right? I haven't had to take a paycheck from anyone else since I started my first investment in 2003, but I was still working. And then I went to part-time and I was said, this full-time job's costing me money, even though I had an MBA from Rice University. So I jumped over to real estate full-time in 2004. I'm not gonna go back. I don't want, I wanna make sure that what you learn from us as part of the Real Estate Investor Association will help you not just where we are in today's market, but will help you in future markets going forward so that you can also be unemployable in the best way possible, right? Unemployable, not just now, but also going forward. So guys, let's jump into the Texas data. So this is how the market performed in uh, last month. So sales prices were up 322,000. The average was up 16% year over year. Medium price was up 13% year over year. Uh, days on market went from 64 days to 48 days. The number of closed sales were up 18%, right? Uh, when, when Elon speaks, people listen and people are moving here like crazy. And also the interest rates are so... Gosh, um, easy to get into a house, even though prices are going up, it still makes them affordable. Right now in Texas overall, we have a 1.6 month supply of inventory. Again, that means that we stopped listing houses today. Based on the buyer demand that we've had for the last year, we would be out of an inventory of homes for sale in less than 1.6 months. And our greatest inventory upper in that top right corner, pending sales of what closed sales are going to be next month, is that pending sales are up 19% year over year year. So that means we're going to have, as we close out this month, we're going to have a banner month uh, uh, as we close this month out too. Active listings, what did I tell you? Sellers are pulling their houses off the market. They're down 44%. And if you just want to curious about, and I know it's been a while because uh, we're in March now, but if you're just curious about how we did with our full year sales in 2020, 
for all of Texas, year-to-date sales were up 9.4% year over year, 2020 versus 2019, and year-to-date average price was up 8.2% year over year. Now let's uh, dig into my hometown market. Let's dig into Austin, Texas. So last month, the sales price was over 460,000, up 24% year over year. The median price was 365, up 20% year over year. Days on market have dropped from 62 days to 33 days for the lucky ones that are going under contract and selling right now in Austin. And this is unheard of. We have 0.4 months of inventory. That is not a typo, my friends. Uh, This is the lowest inventory we've ever had in the history of Austin. So uh, wow, it's uh, unbelievable. And it's presented some disruptions. It's presented some obstacles, but it's also presented a ton of opportunity. Closed sales last month were up 24%. Pending sales are closest leading indicator to what closed sales will be next month, up 14%, and our active listings are down 72%. None of these are typos on here, believe me. Now, here's what I want to draw your attention to. This is something that we've only seen in Austin ever, only over the last four, five months, and that is the fact that pending sales is greater than our total active listings right now. That's a phenomenon that if you look at any market, even the total roll-up for the state of Texas, you will not find, but you find it here in Austin, Texas. Full year sales, if you're curious how we did last year, year date sales were up 8.4% in the middle of a worldwide disruption and average price was up 11.3%. Now let's uh, break down Houston, Texas, my friends. So sales price was 326,000 up 12 and a half percent. The median price was 263.5, which was up 12%. Days on market dropped from 59 days to 47 days. Our closed sales were up 28%. Right now we have a 1.8 month supply of inventory in Houston. Pending sales are closest leading indicator to what closed sales will be next month, up 34.5%. Total active listings down 31%. So you can see this ratio between the total active listings at 26,000 versus pending sales at 8,800. So that's not normal, but that's more normal in terms of that ratio versus what we're seeing in Austin. If you're curious about full year sales in in Houston, 2020 versus 2019, year-to-date sales were up 10.5%. Average price was up 6.5%. Guys, let's go ahead and break down San Antonio, Texas. So in San Antonio, average price was up 15%, medium price up 14%, and uh, um, and uh, uh, days on market, 46 days versus 65 days last year. Closed sales up 25% uh, year over year, months of inventory. Also incredibly low in San Antonio, 1.6 months of inventory. Our pending sales are up, our active uh, listings are down. And I wanna tell you, San Antonio, uh, the average price, when I first started investing in San Antonio, about 200,000, most affordable, large major metropolitan area in Texas. And now the average is over 300 and has been consistently so over the last several months. The full year data uh, last year, sales were up 10% versus last year. So uh, San Antonio had a beautiful performance. And for my friends and Big D and Big F and W, Dallas and Fort Worth market sales were up 15% year over year. The medium price was up 11% year over year. Days on market went from 41 days, uh, went from, pardon me, 61 days to 41 days. Close 
Close sales are up 6.5%. Our months of inventory in Dallas and Fort Worth market. And really, it includes that what we call the 54-county North Texas area. So it's not just Dallas-Fort Worth. It's all the cities that are in between, above, and around. Uh, pending sales up 8%. So that's going to give us some direction as how well Dallas will do next month. The pending sales are not as high in Dallas as they are in some of the other markets, but still very strong. Active listings are down 54% year over year. Now, if you, again, are curious about how how did 2020 roll out for Dallas, uh, the year-to-date sales were up 9.1%, and the median price was up 6.8%. So guys, I hope that helps you as you're trying to determine whether or not real estate is a good investment, whether or not the time is now. I can't tell you over the years I've been investing how many times kind of a skeptic has come up to me and said, why would I? I start investing in real estate now, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we're at the top of the market. It's now's not the right time. Guess where we're going next year and the year after higher and higher and higher. I'd love for you to join us on that ride and that journey. It has certainly proven very profitable, uh, very wealth building and very life freeing for uh, me and my family. So love to be able to share some of that with you guys. And also uh, another, want to just make another offer uh, of giving you guys additional assistance. So we know you can't learn it all from the two hours that you're with us, but we do have a way that you can. So March 19th, 20th, and 21st, this is Texas teaching Texans how to invest in Texas using strategies that actually work here. Stop getting on YouTube University. That's not going to get you ultimately to where you want to go as a real estate investor. You're getting advice from people all over the country people who don't have local support in the markets that you're investing in here in Texas, like the RIA does, right? Uh, so uh, join us. We'll go over the 12 different strategies that we use to buy and sell properties. In fact, my husband's over here. He's going to go over those in a lot of detail uh, just in the next couple of moments. We'll go over marketing campaigns to find those off-market wholesale deals. Uh, and we'll go over the exact, if you are uncomfortable, don't know what to say when you're in front of a homeowner, don't even know how to open the conversation. No worries. We got you. We've talked to well over a thousand uh, homeowners over the past uh, almost two decades. So we're going to give you the scripts. We're going to give you what we call the exactly what to say to close those deals, to get them under contract, get them to the finish line so you can make money off of them. Uh, We even uh, will introduce you to other partners uh, besides us so you can build your local power team and also make sure you have access to funding. No one's going to leave this meeting without knowing exactly where to get the money uh, to do your real estate deals. Right now, we're doing it live and online instead of a big fancy ballroom. So right now, what that means for you is it's free. But come June... Hmm, we're going to be back in these big fancy ballrooms, right? So what does that mean? That means we're going to have to start charging. You guys need to take this opportunity by uh, while it's while it's live and join us now to get learning and get it uh, for practically nothing. So love for you guys to uh, join us. And love to show you more about real estate investing. So as we get the next presentation ready to rock, I'm going to bring on my husband. He's going to go over the exact strategies that we've used over the last, uh, gosh, almost two decades, 18 years that have allowed us to not just survive, but also thrive in the market. Uh, No matter what the market hands us, whether it's an up market, down market, or even an upside down market like we're living through right now. So we're going to give you all of those uh, tips, tricks 
subjects and tribal knowledge. What you will love about learning from my husband, Phil, is that he, uh, his background, he was a double major when he was in college, electrical engineering and computer science. What does that have to do with real estate? Oh yeah, nothing. But how can that help you as a real estate investor today? Well, if you are a left brainer, even if you're a right brainer and you just want someone to really break down all of the strategies into a step-by-step-by-step component and walk you through them, man, there's no better person to learn from than from an engineer, electrical engineer uh, with a computer science double major. So with that, guys, I want to again welcome you to Texas Rias, invite you to get signed up with us at Texas Starter Kit. And I'm going to let Phil do the rest of the training and uh, I'll let him take it away now. Thanks, guys. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, or share with other investors. Or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.